Hello and welcome to Christie's Education's podcast, Think Like an Art World Expert. Today I have Patrick McRae with me in the studio. He is the co-founder and CEO of Arctic. Thank you for joining me today, Patrick. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, very happy to be here. Um, I'm going to start by asking you about your background and how you got started in the art world. Yeah, of course. Um, so... I started Arctic um, 10 years ago, approximately 10 years ago, um, after I graduated from university in 2009. The idea then, as indeed uh, it is now, is to basically bridge the gap between the art world and the business worlds. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, um, then and today, we work with corporate clients, um, offices, hotels. We do lots in the public realm, so big sculptural works for the public sector. Yeah. Um, and basically encourage them to understand the benefits of engaging with arts and culture, uh, not just for their key stakeholders like their staff, their clients, the people who interact with their spaces, um, but also the societal benefit of investing and engaging the arts. Mm -hmm. And then on the other hand, we work with artists. So generally, we work with um, emerging and mid-career artists, um, edging into more established artists as well. But our, our, our aim with them and our engagement with them is to ensure um, basically a sustainable career um, for artists and uh, fair pay for artists as well. What happens first? Do you get the project first and then find the artist? Or do you push the artist for a project? The, uh, the chicken and egg. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the early days, um, and, and, and indeed for some of our projects now, we work directly with um, a, a spe specific roster of artists. We represent directly, for example, uh, 300 artists. Yeah. Um, we then obviously work with artists around that 300 who are... Um, not necessarily represented by us, but, you know, ha have a kind of um, a working relationship with us as well. And so how did you choose your artists? It is a process. Um, we have, so Arctic's a team of 27, we'll be 29 in the next, by the end of the year, actually. Yeah. We have an arts team of about five people whose job it is to ensure that we are working with um, the very best artists and that um, people people know us and, and in the art world and also that they're being looked after. So I think mm -hmm. part of the business's ethos is to ensure this kind of uh, duty of care to artists and, and, and sustainable arts economy. Sure. Um, so the arts team will undertake significant research for specific projects. So say, for example, we just completed a project in Croatia. Um, when we started working on the project, we didn't necessarily know any artists in Croatia. Mm -hmm. um, so we did a research piece. We same with same with Venice as well. Same with we're doing a project in Warsaw, in uh, Montreux, in Paris, all over the place. Um, so there's a big element of research. So sometimes us reaching out, um, but then also sometimes artists contacting contacting us as well. The latter being more prevalent in the last four years, I suppose, as the businesses have become course, better known. Of course. Can you talk us through um, perhaps some of the projects that you have? Put into place? Yeah, of course. So they, we're installing between um, five and 15 projects a week um, around Europe, the Middle East, and a little bit on the east coast of North America. One I can speak about, which is really cool actually, it's uh, been a really lovely collaboration with the London School of Economics. Yes. Um, we had an artist called Carlos Penlava, 
uh, on site for three weeks. He was painting a so around 100, 100 to one hundred and forty square meters of wall. Oh, <laughs> um, I know, and it's this huge frieze um, mural piece, which is basically supposed to be inspiring the students who are at the LSE. It's their um, political sciences and international relations mm-hmm. new building, yeah. and uh, the idea of the piece is that it nods to um, environmental issues. Um, multiculturalism and uh, kind of the humans interaction with uh, the world today and ultimately our um our destruction of it actually it's, it's, a, it's a big call to action um uh, piece and so there are these seven panels uh, that kind of spread around this huge atrium on the ground floor of uh, of the new building uh, and, and it kind of tells a story of um kind of man's interaction or humans rather interaction with the world and how it has changed over the years kind of going from um, just plants and animals to plants yeah. and humans and animals. Kind of, you, you've got David Attenborough and Greta Thunberg and, and, and all these kind of famous people on the latter panel. And then the eighth panel is actually the LSE itself. So it's like, this is the future. You are, you are changing it. So when you choose a project, do you also um, align your, the company's values to do with sustainability with the project? Will you only select projects that have that element um, in it? I think for us, it is important to be working with clients with um, with whom we, we we jive and with whom um, we be, you know we, we get on with. Um, it isn't all about sustainability. That's just that one specific project. Sure. Okay. Um, the for what, what's really important for me, and indeed for I think um, the team at Arctic is that we are encouraging this business audience, this audience which isn't necessarily um, interacting with art on a day-to-day basis to engage with arts and culture. And so the specific, for the LSE, it was um, what was very important to them was multiculturalism and the environment. So we selected a number of artists and then whittled down to Carlos, who was, there's actually a few others um, within the collection um, as well, so eight in total, but that's the kind of the key piece, uh, wh- whose values jived with that specific business. Right. But if you take um, Investec, for example, who are a South African investment bank, um, what's really important to them in, in their collection, they have a ch- collection that changes every six months with us, uh, is their heritage, their heritage as a South African bank, but also a South African bank that is, exists in, in London, is headquartered, European headquartered in London. Sure. So the collection references, we've worked with South African artists, we've worked with some London-based artists, we've worked with some international artists as well. So their collection tells the story of this kind of um, international firm coming um, to the UK. So the artists you work with are already well-established, is that right? Or do you look towards emerging artists as well? Uh, as part of the projects, so it's a real mix uh, because our because our portfolio of clients is so diverse. We we work with, um, as as I mentioned, kind of lawyers and banks, professional service yeah. firms. Um, we also work with hotels and then in the public realm, um, so big big sculptures. If for, for sculptors, one has to ten, tends to be more established because of the, the, the physicality of producing the work. Right. However, we run an art prize. We've been running it for seven years now, and it is an emerging art prize. Uh, every year we will go... It's, it's open to UK graduating, art, graduating artists in that year only. Um, so we'll go to all of the shows um, 
well, a lot of the shows. <laughs> Obviously, they're <laughs> literally all over the country. <laughs> um, uh, but we'll have applications from pretty much every art school uh, in 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 the UK. Yeah. And then it's kind of whittled down, and we have a a, a prize giving, and all the works for sale. The artists are invited to sign with us. Mm-hmm. And actually, there are some in- incredible artists who we are still working with from kind of six, seven years ago, who um, were kind of shortlisted in uh, in the in the early day prizes. So I think it's a really good opportunity for those specific artists obviously very much um, at the beginning of their career absolutely uh, to access um, well us but also this um, business audience and do you continue to follow their careers even if they don't stay within your within our roster roster? we like to stay in touch of course we're a very friendly company I mean it's the and and actually the the fundamentals of the business were all around this making the career of an artist economically viable so it's not it's not up and down and boom and bust like you or I are are salaried. Yeah. Um, the the idea that, um, to me at least, that artists aren't is shows a fundamental dis- misunderstanding of the importance of arts and culture and creativity in our society today. Patrick, let's go back a few years, and can you tell me a little bit about how Arctic was established, how you founded the the, the business? Yeah, of course. I mean, we're yeah we're we're ten years old this year, so it has been a. Um, a long it's crazy to think it's a decade actually but I I established the business in 2009 just after I graduated um, university the early days I, I've sort of talked about why I did it it's all about this fair pay for artists and sustainable economy and bringing yeah, arts and culture yeah. to Wait, did you study art history or was it a business degree so I actually did history history so okay. I was I was right in the throes of medieval warring lords and and, and and powerful women in the 12th century, in, mm-hmm. um, which was fascinating. I thought about doing um, art history, I thought about doing business, but actually one of the things I, uh, I the reason I ended up on um, in history is because I didn't necessarily think I could get um, a career in the art world, and look, here I am. Yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah. So, but my my mother's an artist. My father, um, my grandfather, my little brother. He's not so little anymore. But uh, we're, we're, I come from a very arty family. Sure. My father actually, until maybe um, ten, twelve years ago, uh, set up and run businesses. So I kind of grew up in this art and business household. Um, and so when I graduated, I literally um, fell into. This 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 job. I mean, um, yeah, I'm the the marriage of art and business, as someone once said. But mm. um, which is a little bit cheesy. But anyway, I <laughs> but I so in t- 2009, yeah, um, big recession, lots of um, not great financial things happening, um, quite hard to get a job, and I knew that I wanted to run a business at some point, and so I thought, well, why not now? And I had seen firsthand how artists will do work for free, especially when it comes to um, education, or learning and development, but also around um, exhibitions and how it's actually really hard to get yourself established, even if you're incredibly good. Mm. Uh, so I, I, set this, I set this business up. Initially, it was just me. Um, I was actually in my, um, my, my old bedroom at my parents' house, cold calling lawyers. I, I took a part-time job at a chippy because obviously when you first set up a business, you are broke. broke. Yes. <laughs> um, and I did that for about a year and a bit. Um, yeah, and we got some really lovely clients, early early clients um, who were very supportive and um, nice and kind of got the concept and wanted to help a startup. Um, and then I moved the business to London, started employing people. 
um, and we moved the office to uh, our new space, which is just opposite the Whitechapel Gallery, mm-hmm. uh, in April this year. Uh, and and, and the, the business has kind of grown um, really quickly, actually, over the last decade, specifically in the last sort of five years. So did you have a business plan? Did you know exactly how the, the business was going to look? Um, or did you sort of have to wing it a little bit and sort of yes. develop it, <laughs> develop it as, <clears throat> uh, sort of on the fly? Well, so, so our core business is renting art. Yeah. And 99% or 98 point something percent of the clients that we work with um, have never rented art before. Um, and so in that regard, we're breaking a new market. Yeah. So when I set up, I, of course, had a business plan and an idea. The first couple of years were very much kind of sandboxing and, and testing the concept. Now, obviously, we have a three-year plan, a five-year plan and all that, um, all, all the professional stuff one would expect yes. of, a, <laughs> of, a, of an SME. But, um, but yeah, in the early days, it was very much, um, this is the concept. Let's see how many clients I can get to buy it. And it's obviously quite successful are you expanding is it just uk based at the moment or you're going to start offices elsewhere so at the moment we're all based in uh london actually our finance team are based just uh north of cambridge um but we are all based that the rest of us are all based in london however we do work internationally so we've done projects in i would say pretty much every um European country. Uh, we're also completing projects at the moment in the UAE, pitching in Qatar, I've just done something in Bahrain, uh, we've done projects uh, in Angola, projects in New York. So it's, it's, it's very, we, we are doing work all over the world and yeah. um, as a result tra- traveling quite a lot, um, which is fun and not fun sometimes. Per se. Yeah. But the, the plan is absolutely to keep doing more and more internationally. At the moment, about 30, 35% of our turnover is international. So looking to um, looking to grow that. Um. With international projects, yeah. we all know how difficult it is moving artworks around and the taxation and, yes. and all of that <laughs> business. How did you get a handle on that? Did you have advisors? Um, did you have to learn it yourself? How did that, how did you manage aspect of it the logistics so on the logistics front I mean I've been running this business for 10 years so I've done all the jobs in the company I mean I literally used to uh, install the art um, myself I turn up with a hammer um, <laughs> actually one of the technicians who's been working with um, Arctic for since since the very early days I used to completely um, take the mick out of me when he'd go in and do the do the changeovers because it'd literally be like a nail in the wall with, with a little picture hook. He said, "This is the way we drill. We do everything. You know, it's all security fix and stuff now." But yeah. um, on on the logistics front, um, we have a we have a projects and logistics team in the in the in the business. There are a team of about four or five and, and and growing. We have professional advice when it becomes particularly difficult. So I mm-hmm. remember importing into Tenerife was quite hard. Um, also, Israel was quite expensive, <laughs> um, so it's, it's you have different um, different memories of different um, taxations and import export. But yeah, we we brought we brought a lot of the um, services that maybe a traditional art consultancy might farm out in house. Um, okay. So we do, we do have we do have import expert uh, import export experts. There you go. Uh, yeah, in 
in house. So, Patrick, let's talk a little bit about um, signing on a, an artist yeah. uh, in terms of their contract. Um, what is the contract and what is the process for signing up an artist in, onto your books? books? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, obviously, we work with a whole roster of artists, um, many, many hundreds, possibly even multiple thousands. But we represent directly about 300. We also work with um, institutions as well. So we work with uh, with their picture licensing departments. So we work with the VNA, the National Portrait Gallery, the British Museum, um, the Getty Foundation, uh, and a few and a few others as well. Mm-hmm. But for specific artists, um, of of which they're about yeah about 300 at the moment, um, they they come from a, a variety of of different places and um, are at different stages in their career and and life. Um, well, the process is pretty much the same always. Uh, we either are we are either reaching out to them because we've seen their work and, and love it, yeah. or they're reaching out to us and we've seen their work and we love it. Um, it's always it's a very collaborative process and just in terms of um, where we we find the artist, the entire team are encouraged to go to exhibitions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an artist liaison whose job it is to literally look after and find new artists. So she's employed full time. On this on this role, what a great job! It's a it's a really cool <laughs> job, um, but anyway, w- once you find an artist who we think actually, you know, this is quite cool, maybe we could work together. Um, more and more, we will go and visit them and actually see um, the physical work and understand their practice as well. Um, or they'll, you know, obviously we'll meet face to face, or they'll come to the office because sometimes people have uh, studios in far flung places. Um, then it's a process of taking them through a contract, which is obviously a contract because um, Arctic is a business and they are also uh, running their own practice which I think is a business as well yes. um, And but it's, it's, it's set up in a way that is beneficial to both parties so obviously we Arctic is um, needs to be able to supply art to our clients and but obviously the artists we believe need to um, be able to at any point um, earn money through selling their work and exhibitions and that sort of thing. So what we do is we will basically say, look, if you've got five or six pieces, we will digitally consign them. Um, and then we'll hold, we'll kind of hold them in our, in our catalogue and see if we can, um, see if they will work with some of our clients' projects and right. see, you know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I think the, the, the I've, I've seen some contracts knocking about um, the art world, which are very restrictive um, for the artist, or, or maybe even in some instances, the artist is having to pay fees to be part of a to be part of a platform, um, which I think is charging the wrong person. Um, just my personal opinion, and it's 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 uh, the, the the money flow needs to be towards the the creative rather than um, away from. So we will ensure all the works. We'll look after them. We'll you know promise to give them back, <laughs> yeah. and, and all that sort of thing. And you know if, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Um, if the artist has a show, we'll, they'll ring us up and say, hey, can I take these works out of the catalogue? And ninety five percent of the time, it's fine. Sometimes you have to do a little switch around with yeah. some projects and stuff. So it's it's a very kind of symbiotic relationship. The whole the whole business is supposed to be you know it benefits. Um, the artist, it benefits the client, it benefits the company. Would there be any occasion where uh, a piece of art would be commissioned instead of having ready-made pieces? Yeah, of course. So 50% of our business is, as I've just described, um, which is leasing work and um, leasing work that already exists or selling work that already exists. The other 50% is 
um, sales and producing commissions and bespoke work. Okay. The project at LSU, for example, was um, obviously a commission. Yeah, and, um, and and so but yeah, about half of the work is. It, it tends to be more of on the on the um, in the hospitality side and some of the office clients as well. A lot of the public realm work is um, is commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it is it is a real mix, and they're, and they're, they're really fun. I think both both sides of the of the business have. Um, equal merit so that the great thing about the the leasing is that it's obviously flexible for the client the artist is getting a regular fee for showing their work in they're basically getting paid to exhibit their work um they still own it yes and they're also earning money from something that otherwise would have been in store whereas with the commissioning it's a really kind of very personal human process where you're working with an artist with a client uh, and kind of producing something beautiful and interesting that is specifically um bespoke for that you know space yeah and you mentioned that um they sign into this con on on, into this contract yeah can they then withdraw oh yeah yeah of course yeah yeah i mean it's um and what would the reason be for, for for pulling out of this contract taste change so sometimes um or they have a solo show in Hong Kong and they have to pull everything out and ship the entire catalog to a different country. Has that ever happened? Yes. Really? Yeah, it happened recently. Um, and congratulations to her, to be honest. It's like, it's fantastic. It's, um, it, is, it is great when people's careers kind of hockey stick and, and they have to pull all their work in. Um, it's obviously, uh, and, and it's nice to know that Arctic has played a, a small part in actually being... Um, being part of that kind of that process. How does that impact the person who has the art? The oh, the client. Yes. Oh, so while the work is in a client's office, it's in the client's office until until the end of the six month rental, uh, and then it, then it will come out, and then they can take it back. Oh, I see. Um, but obviously, not all of the art that we have access to is on display. Um, yeah, but that but our, that is our plan. Is obviously to get more and more out on display. Mm. Interesting. So, what's the next step for Arctic? Where do you, where do you want it to, to to grow? So, everyone's asking. It's ten ten years is a big kind of um, a big milestone. For me, it's all about adding this sustainability, this economic sustainability to the art world. So, it's not so wealth isn't concentrated at the top, um, and there is regular basically there are, there are decent and paid jobs <laughs> um, in in art businesses um, I'm not saying obviously that there aren't generally but so but certainly in Arctic that there are um, that artists are being properly and fairly remunerated that more people are engaging in art and so uh, we grew 40% last year we intend to grow um, by a similar number this year and next year as well we're going to do more and more work internationally as well um, and until I think seven, eight months ago, we were not doing anything in the higher education sector. So I think that's a really interesting um, area of growth mm-hmm. for us in the future. So working with more universities. Um, there's a huge amount of research around student well-being, um, mental health and um, kind of arts and culture and, and, and the link between those two. So that's a really interesting kind of uh, growth opportunity for us. Um, but I think it's very much kind of a lot of the, a lot more of the same but just bigger and better and um yeah more globally and diversity and diversifying the art the art world mm. can you talk a little bit more about that yeah so creative industries federation it might have been nesta reported that 
around 92% of people who work in the creative industries are from advanced socioeconomic backgrounds. And mm. it just seems, um, it's, under, it's kind of understandable when artists and creatives have to either, well, in, in, many, in many cases have to work for free with unpaid internships or uh, with artists in particular, and there's no regular income unless you're selling. Um, and so what, we've, what we're doing at Arctic, and we're doing, it's obviously, we're a, we're a small business in a, in a massive global, <laughs> a global economy and global industry. Um, but for example, we have um, an internship program, which is a paid internship program because the best candidates won't necessarily be able to work for free. Um, and we're obviously doing this fair pay piece for artists over the last, well, since establishing the business, we've paid over five million pounds to artists, um, institutions and makers with about 75% of that being in the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so obviously that's, that's growing. Um, and from an Arctic point of view, from a people who work in the business um, point of view, we, we do little things like, you know, um, we uh, make sure that we aren't asking for things on CVs that aren't necessary. So if impeccable English or a BA degree or um, a driving license aren't necessary on a CV, then don't ask for them because sure. they will discourage certain people from um, applying to the role. And so Arctic, for example, I mean, there's, there's been a lot around uh, the gender pay gap and um, especially in especially in the art world but especially um, in, in lots of uh, traditional industries and so Arctic we've over 70 percent um, people identify as female and then 25 percent LGBTQ plus so we're a very kind of open um, open doors business I think <laughs> <laughs> and, and just just trying to yeah just trying to do our bit to um, just make everything a little bit more even very good thanks i was going to ask why would they want to rent and not own an artwork? oh that's the million dollar question glenn and one i have many answers for <laughs> um so we aren't saying that people shouldn't buy art i think it's um i mean 50 percent of my business is selling art um but the the rental um aspect just gives and, and it, it's it is very because we're b2b focused we really only work with other businesses it's all about um the benefit and impact that those businesses can have from an, an art rental collection so the change so the change thing is a it's, it's a big um thing within offices and um some in, in some hospitality it's kind of the idea of keeping keeping everything fresh and relevant and uh, engaging people in programming and events and talking and social prescribing around um this this event that has happened which is the the changing of the collection it also allows people to be a little bit more daring um with what they'll select mm-hmm. uh, within the workplace and you can uh, we'll always sort of throw wild cards into people's um, curations so they don't always get selected <laughs> and sometimes it's a firm no but um, we'll always throw wild cards into the collections just so to just to kind of push people's um, kind of un- uh, like knowledge of what's out there and what's available um, and obviously the works not obviously but the works are available to buy so a lot of it does sell mm. um, but our intention is to keep it to keep it changing, to keep it moving, to keep this regular income coming to um, the artists. Obviously, the vast majority of artists that we work with will work with other businesses who are like other galleries and well, all galleries and other consultancies and stuff. So to, to put their work out there and um, get paid for it. So that's, yeah. Patrick, just finally, before we end up here, 
Um, can you give us a few tips about um, how someone interested in a similar field might go ahead with with starting a business similar to yours? Um, well, I'm I'm always up for mentoring people actually. So and 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 do help have helped a couple of um, people who set businesses up. Fantastic. Um, we're also hiring <laughs> quite aggressively at the Excellent. moment. Excellent. So how um, can people approach you? So arctic.co slash careers is, is the place. I think we've got two up there. Um, well, we're, we're always looking for, for, for good people. So if anybody would be interested, they just it sort of explains how to get in touch there. But I think I think general advice in, in setting up a company is just to get on with it. Mm-hmm. I know that's not particularly helpful, um, but... There is a lot that you can learn and sort out and um, muddle through on the way. Uh, I think if you have a really strong value proposition and you know why you're doing what you're doing, yeah. I think then that um, it, do- it does fall into place. It is hard work, <laughs> but it sure. does. It does. Um, if you muscle through, it does kind of fall into place. And for any artists inter- interested in being part of Arctic, how would they... Uh, get in touch with you yeah again we, we've got we have a page on the website arctic.co I guess it's slash artists or arts <laughs> um, uh, or contact um, the but but again they should just get in touch either with myself or with the hello at arctic.co and just um, submit submit their work we do a lot of um, open shows as well about once a quarter we'll do something at the office mm-hmm. and then generally we have the event on eventbrite um, so they can kind of keep an eye on that and come along and Say hi, and actually introduce themselves to the team Brilliant. and maybe even the artist here as well. Excellent. Yes. Thank you so much for talking with me today, Thank you very Patrick. much. Glenn. It's been it's great. Been Thanks for listening and join me next week when I'll be talking with Elizabeth Dellett, the UK Fair Director for the Affordable Art Fair.